This episode of Stock Doc is sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, a leading Australian corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Focused on your vision, Barclay Pierce specialises in making it a successful reality. The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decision. Hi everyone and welcome to this edition of Stock Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Nigel Finch. And today on the program, I'm speaking with Tim Fung. He's co-founder and chief executive officer at Airtasker, who listed this week under the ticker code ART. And founded in 2012, Airtasker's ecosystem has enabled customers and taskers to connect, enabling more than $1 billion in working opportunities and creating Australia's number one marketplace for local services. Tim, thanks very much for joining us and welcome to the program. Nigel, thanks so much for having me. Firstly, congratulations on the IPO and the big jump in the share price, uh, 65 cents to a high of what? What did it get to? Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, for calling out. It was, really, um, it was a really important milestone for the company, but uh, I'm not looking at the share price. And when I see my staff um, you know, with their, with their phones open, if I see it's on the stock app, I swap their hand and, and knock yeah. their phone out of their hand to make sure they're not looking. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you a clue. So on a fully diluted basis, I reckon the market cap's around about $700 million and no doubt more to go. Tim, I want to hear more about the growth plans, but first I want to stick to the recent history. So to start off, can you give listeners just a super quick high-level snapshot, size and scale, maybe headcount, number of transactions, countries you currently operate in, uh, and also the quick elevator pitch? Sure. So um, Airtasker, we're Australia's uh, number one marketplace for local services. And in a really uh, simple terms, we connect people who need work done with people who want to work. Um, Our mission at Airtasker is to uh, empower people to realize the full value of their skills. Uh, We're here to create jobs. And that's not just like a byproduct of of local services. It's actually the core purpose of what Airtasker does. Um, In terms of uh, size and scale, so uh, we started in 2012. Uh, we're now around 147 um, team members across our offices here in Sydney and um, and also in Manila. Um, in terms of um, the the size of the the marketplace, we've had um, close to a million um, unique paying customers using uh, Airtasker. Uh, we've had over 150,000 uh, taskers earning money through Airtasker. Um, and this year we're on track uh, to do um, $143.7 million of GMV um, and $24.5 million in revenue um, as per our prospectus forecast. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, some listeners are going to be interested to better understand your tech stack. Can you very briefly just speak to that? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very uh, vulnerable and I'd love to have, um, you know, Gary or Doug or one of the, the folks in the engineering team uh, by my side to answer uh, these ones. Yeah. Uh, but, but overarchingly, look, Airtasker um, uh, runs, you know, uh, web uh, apps uh, built uh, with a Ruby uh, backend, uh, then iOS and Android uh, native apps. Um, we're uh, pretty reliant on uh, AWS uh, infrastructure. Um, and we, uh, we have a wonderful um, uh, data engineering uh, setup, which is uh, built around a, a Snowflake warehouse. 
You've got a you've assembled a great team around you. Um, I, I reflected on uh, the profiles of some of your key staff in the uh, in the prospectus. It's a really outstanding team. Tim, tell me, how was the idea for Airtasker born? Well, back in uh, 2011, I was uh, moving apartments, and I asked my mate, um, my mate Ivan, who uh, runs a, a frozen chicken nuggets um, manufacturing business, to help me move because uh, he's got a truck that he uses to do, um, you know, weekend deliveries. And so we loaded all the stuff back uh, in his truck and he helped me move apartments. And, you know, this just got us thinking is like, why don't we ask friends and family to do all of these kinds of jobs when there's so many people out there who are looking uh, for, for ways to, to work and, and earn an income? Um, and what we realized is just the way that people connect with local services is just so not fit for purpose. And we thought if we could just make that easier, uh, there's, there'd be a huge opportunity to create jobs and make it easier for people to get things done. Tim Fung, you're the only man that I know that needs a refrigerated truck to move house, so I'm not going to go there. My couch, uh, my couch did smell a little bit like frozen chicken, I must say, after it landed at the other end. Very good. Can you talk us through the evolution of your revenue model? Because I imagine there's probably been, you know, some learnings along the way and, and ways of um, peaking that to be a sort of a bit more dynamic. Is there any thoughts you want to share on that? For sure. So um, what's really important for Airtasker is that we align our customers, our taskers and Airtasker to want the same things. Um, and, you know, at a high level, that is more work um, being completed. Uh, if more work is being completed, that's great for customers who are getting things done. Uh, it's great for our taskers who are, you know, able to earn an income through our marketplace. And of course, you know, if that is good, then we want Airtasker to be able to do well as a business um, as well. Um, and so over the years, what we've been refining is how do we align uh, those three stakeholders even more tightly um, to wanting the same thing? So. When we started, for example, uh, we started out with a, um, a straight line, um, a single percentage fee that we would charge for, um, for each uh, completed task. And that was fantastic because it did make sure that you know, everybody wanted uh, more completed tasks through the platform. Um, but it was a little bit unnuanced. Um, and so one uh, important evolution um, that, that we made was to introduce uh, what we now call tiered pricing which basically means that um, the more um, tasks that a tasker completes through Airtasker, the lower uh, the fees that they pay um, in percentage terms uh, to Airtasker. And you know that really helped to align um, uh, our taskers with Airtasker. The more jobs they would do, uh, the less fees they would pay. Um, the second um, you know, major uh, iteration since then is we've just um, started to factor in quality metrics into determining um, tiered uh, pricing. Uh, so, for example, just recently we've rolled out a new change where uh, now not only do you have to maintain a sort of earnings uh, rate, but you've also got to demonstrate a certain amount of reliability. Uh, so we look at things like your completion rate uh, to determine um, what the fee percentage is going to be. Um, right. But, you know, just coming back to that principle, the whole idea here is to just keep tightening that alignment between customers, taskers and air tasker, because if we do that, then um, we don't have to manage and monitor uh, what goes on in the marketplace, we know that the incentives are there for people to want to do um, the right thing. Mm. Tim, I understand there's several key partnerships in place. Can you talk about some of the existing ones? I want to talk about some of the future opportunities separately. 
Sure. So uh, we've done uh, partnerships with uh, folks like IKEA, uh, eBay, and, and Coles uh, before for for various uh, services. And generally, what um, what we're uh, helping each of those partners do is to um, facilitate them being able to sell um, more uh, products to their customers and make it really easy for those customers to enjoy those products. So, for example, uh, with IKEA, we're helping out with furniture assembly. Uh, with eBay, we're helping out with various types of um, installations, um, you know, whether it's electronics or furniture or, or children's play sets. Um, and then, um, you know, with things like um, Coles, we're helping out with our shopping deliveries, which, you know, obviously during our COVID, I really experienced um, some pretty crazy growth. My guess is that you and your team see a lot of data on the gig economy. What trends have you seen in Australia regarding underemployment and employment participation rates for the working population over the last few years? Well, what's been fantastic recently is that, you know, Australia's economy has been really strong and, um, you know, unemployment is, is um, you know, under pretty good control uh, at the moment, even during the COVID pandemic. Um, it's felt like, um, you know, unemployment has been addressed, which is, uh, which is fantastic. But actually, probably the more relevant uh, metric for Airtasker is to look at underemployment. Um, and um, that is something that, you know, even, you know, more recently, the statistics have shown is still an issue uh, in Australia. So underemployment is a measure of, uh, of the folks that say that they want to be working more hours and, and aren't working um, a huge amount of hours that satisfies their income needs right now. Um, and that's where flexible labor can really help out. Um, you know, if you have a part-time job or a casual job and you want to be able to top up that income, uh, flexible labor is a great way to pad that out and, and make sure that you've got security in your income. Are there any other sort of macroeconomic factors that you believe um, stimulate activity on the platform? Well, I would say, uh, first of all, that um, currently, you know, we've got um, some interesting dynamics um, on the supply side of our marketplace, the, the taskers. Um, and that is that um, we've seen that net migration um, is obviously much lower uh, during, uh, during COVID, um, which has uh, reduced the number of like transient folks uh, who are working on Airtasker. Um, then the second thing would be um, the introduction of um, a job seeker stimulus, which, you know, obviously impacts the amount of incentives that people have to um, to participate uh, in the labor market. You know, if you're getting uh, topped up uh, with stimulus, then, you know, you're less likely to um, uh, you're less likely to be incentivized uh, to work um, on the uh, customer side of the market uh, place. I think it's, it's very interesting. Um, Airtasker is what we call an infinitely horizontal marketplace, which means that we don't just focus on one kind of service. We don't even focus on just a few different kinds of services. Um, really, what we do is we allow customers to be able to describe any problem that they need solved, and we empower our taskers to be able to solve that problem uh, with any service that they see fit. Um, and so really what we've noticed is that um, as the economy changes and as macroeconomic you know, events occur, our air tasker really rolls with the flow um, and really adapts to, to the situation at hand. Well, you must have seen a few interesting posts. What's your most memorable task posted on Airtasker? Well, we, we've got thousands of um, tasks posted every single day and, you know, across, you know, many, many um, markets uh, across Australia and the UK. Um, so, you know, every day the whole team, you know, looks uh, through these tasks and finds some interesting ones. Uh, we've got so many different stories. 
I think, you know, it ranges everything from, you know, IKEA furniture assembly or or getting a spider out of a ceiling fan, which used to be innovative, but then became a, a whole industry. Um, and it goes all the way to more, more crazy things. Uh, like we had somebody have a Star Wars themed wedding and um, wanting to get walked down the aisle with two stormtroopers uh, or a Game of Thrones themed date night, which I thought was uh, really cute. Uh, more recently through Airtasker listings, uh, our new product marketplace, um, we've got a, um, a, a drag queen called Dolly Partman, which you can uh, now hire to uh, entertain you at a, at a function. Oh, it's, it's very interesting, and uh, I, I love the way that uh, I, I love the way that it works. And this notion of the you know infinite. Um, uh, tell me again, infinite vertical expansion. Uh, infinitely horizontal. Sorry, wrong axes. Tim, can you talk me through the expansion strategies that you have for both product line and geographic expansion, and, and perhaps where you're up to in executing against these strategies? There are two main uh, areas which we're focused on at the moment. So. Uh, one is on um, uh, increasing purchase frequency. Uh, when we uh, spoke to our customers, you know, people would always say, I love using Airtasker. And we'd say, well, how come you're only using it 1.9 times per year? And they'd say, well, I don't have anything I need to get done right now. And so the re- what we uh, uncovered when we, um, in speaking to our customers was that um, we can do a much better job of inspiring them with all the different things that they could use Airtasker for. And so um, we've uh, worked on this new marketplace model called listings. Um, there are now thousands of listings on Airtasker already. And, and what it is, is that service providers can now um, pre-package up um, services that they want to offer at fixed prices and put them on the shelves of the Airtasker store. And so this kind of creates this browsing experience for customers where they can um, open up the Airtasker app, uh, hit the discovery screen and see all the things that they could buy. Um, we believe that that could have an impact on inspiration uh, for our customers and then in turn, uh, increased purchase frequency. Uh, we think Airtask is something that people should be doing once a week, uh, not twice a year. Mm. The second um, uh, area of expansion is uh, international growth. Uh, so we have uh, five markets um, outside of Australia uh, that we're working on. Those are the UK, Ireland, Singapore, New Zealand and the United States. Um, and we've started um, really creating vibrant marketplaces and seeing early uh, stages of development in each of those marketplaces. And we think that um, you know if we get uh, get it right, uh, we can do what took you know years and years to do in Australia. We can do much faster in those markets. Mm. Well, you've certainly had the benefit of a lot of learning and building a very good team around you. So um, I'm I'm confident that you'll execute well in those countries. They're all English speaking countries as well that you're mentioning. Do you have any? Uh, like over-the-horizon plans for non-English-speaking countries? Well, there's such a huge opportunity in those markets we just mentioned um, and in Australia as well. So we estimate that the the total addressable market in Australia is around $50 billion uh, per year, of which we're currently on track to capture about 0.3% of that. So there's a massive opportunity in Australia. Um, Those markets uh, that I just mentioned increases that... um, that by another $600 billion of total addressable market. Um, Certainly we think that what Airtasker does, creating jobs, income and purpose is relevant on a global scale. Uh, But we've got to um, bite off one bite at a time. Uh, And so we're very focused on first Australia, uh, then those markets, then the world. Mm. Well, big uh, addressable market. Can you tell me a bit about the competition intensity in the sector and how you go about competing? Well, in Australia, um, we have a pretty uh, intense competition, um, you know, from 
you know, classifieds, um, uh, you know, lead generation platforms and advertising subscription uh, type um, uh, platforms. Um, and then, um, you know, if we look uh, more into the international markets, however, that competition is actually much less um, as we've observed in, in places like uh, the UK and the US. So we really think that, you know, we've, um, we've done our time in Australia and we've proven that we can, um, you know, create Australia's number one marketplace uh, for local services in a, in a high competition in a highly intense uh, market. And so we're super excited about uh, what we can do in overseas uh, markets where, you know, really it's a it's a blue ocean and there isn't really anyone doing um, exactly what Airtask uh, is doing. Mm. Well, Tim, what's your vision for the company over the next few years? So as I mentioned, I'm, I'm really focused on um, uh, building out this um you know, this vision of building out the Airtasker store and um, our listings uh, product is, you know, just the first step in doing that. Um, and then overarchingly, it's taking the, the Airtasker mission uh, to, to the rest of the world and getting the, word, uh, getting the word out there. We feel that during this uh, time, especially in these really difficult circumstances that we find ourselves in from an economic perspective um, and a health perspective post-COVID, um, there's a huge opportunity to help rebuild uh, economies on a global scale. Um, and so really, we're so excited about this this re- listing uh, that we've done because, you know, it's it's been an opportunity to give um, our taskers and our employees an opportunity to own part of Airtasker, uh, but it's also given us access to this agile uh, capital markets um, strategy um, that could really be uh, an important part of um, turbocharging um, our journey uh, towards that mission. So is that just uh, the option for future acquisition? Well, I, I'm not allowed to talk about, uh, uh, you know, uh, specific uh, strategies there, but um, let's just say we've got lots in store and, and we're really excited about uh, what Airtasker Air can do. We've got a fantastic base of investors uh, who are marketplace experts and, you know, really research the space, which is uh, fantastic. Uh, and, um, you know, we're just going to keep chipping away one step at a time. And what metrics should investors be watching in your periodic disclosures on ASX? Well, our North Face, uh, our North—I shouldn't say North Face. Uh, I'm not a not buying a ski jacket. Um, <laughs> our North Star metric at, at Airtasker is our gross marketplace volume, uh, which is really a measure of the total amount that you know customers are paying for services, and and that's the metric I think that um, really is a leading indicator of. Um, of everything else, uh, so yeah, we look out for uh, we look out for to keep growing that North Star metric, uh, gross marketplace volume, of which we're on track to do 143.7 million dollars uh, in 2021 financial year, um, and you know we're we're very confident that we're going to meet or even exceed uh, those uh, those forecasts. Mm-hmm. And so, just reminding listeners that GMV is not, in fact, Airtasker's revenue. Tim, what what uh, proportion of GMV is typically your revenue? So we have a take rate of around seventeen uh, percent mm-hmm. at the moment. So of that one hundred forty three point seven million dollars uh, of, of transactions that go through the Airtasker marketplace, uh, Airtasker charges around seventeen percent, which is. Uh, why um, in, in our prospectus forecast, we're on track to do $24.5 million of, of statutory revenue. Yeah, fantastic. And I know that uh, at the beginning of this, you said you're not watching the share price, but many others are. Can you tell us a little about what investors can expect to see in the coming months? 
Well, I would say that up and to the right would be uh, fantastic uh, for the share price. And uh, look, you know, I, I, I've got to admit, uh, I had a sneaky, I had a sneaky peak uh, at the end of day one and, and day two, and you know, it's just incredible and quite overwhelming to have uh, this much confidence coming from from investors. Um, and uh, really, a testament, I think, to the Airtasker community is being foundational in, in building up um, our marketplace. You know, we we're nothing. Uh, without the taskers who are um, providing uh, their skills to the marketplace, and we're nothing without uh, the customers that you know give us an opportunity to help them out. So, um, yeah, a shout out to all of those uh, folks who have made these uh, first couple of days for us as a listed company, you know, more than we could ever imagine. Yeah, well, it's a nice uh, welcoming onto the boss. Um, look. All the very best to you and your team, Tim. It's a great story. It's a really good Australian success story as well with legs for overseas. Uh, I'm hope that we can uh, grab you again a little bit further down the track and, and check in from time to time. That would be wonderful. Thanks so much, Nigel. Thank you to my guest, Tim Fung, co-founder and chief executive officer at Airtasker for joining us for this edition of Stock Doc. And you can stay in touch with us through our StockEd website. And if you haven't already done so, Remember to subscribe to our twice-daily newsletter for ASX market coverage, company profiles, and industry insights. This episode of the Stock Doc podcast was sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, Australia's leading corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Barclay Pierce Capital provides specialised corporate advisory and equities trading services to privately owned businesses, small to medium-sized public and ASX listed companies.